My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 82 of The Kate Show. Guys, does the idea of using video in your business make you just want to run and hide? If so, I want you to hold on for just a second. What if I told you that your colleagues were already doing this and getting amazing results from it? And by amazing results, I mean new business and awesome publicity they just would not have gotten if they hadn't been using video. What if you could sit comfortably in front of a camera or your smartphone and talk for just five minutes knowing that those efforts directly impacted the revenue of your design, staging, or workroom business? Video is a big deal, but it doesn't have to be a colossal undertaking. Today on The Kate Show, I'm chatting with homestager Tori Toth on why she started using video in her marketing and how it has helped establish her as a homestaging influencer. Tune in to hear her realistic tips and strategies for becoming confident on camera and crafting a succinct message that your viewers can't stop watching. I'm really excited about this episode. You guys are going to walk away with so many actionable tips and hopefully a renewed confidence in your ability to do something that will absolutely have a profound impact on your business. So let's get started. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Okay guys, we need to hold on for just a minute because I have a really important question to ask you. How are you planning to grow your business this year? Do you have a plan for getting new clients? Do you panic when your word of mouth referral sources dry up? It's time to take a proactive approach to growing your business with the Window Coverings Association of America. The WCAA specializes in helping upholsterers, window treatment workrooms, and interior designers build businesses that last. They offer ongoing education on topics such as business, profitability, marketing, window treatment design, upholstery techniques, and more. If you want a business that can withstand the economic ups and downs and still support your family, you need the WCAA. Go to WCAA.org to learn more about becoming a member. And P.S. to everyone else listening who might want to partner with or advertise with the WCAA. There's a place for you too. Go to WCAA.org and click on the Industry Partners page. Hello everyone, Kate here. I am so excited today because we are interviewing Tori. And Tori, as you you heard about her in the introduction, she has just this awesome program for you guys. She has an awesome way that she is marketing herself. And when I met her, I knew that I had to have her on the show because she is talking about something that we all need to get more comfortable with, and that is video. So, Tori, thank you for coming on The Kate Show today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You know, we've been running in the same circles for a few years now, and I'm just super excited to be able to talk to you and share my knowledge. Yeah, it was definitely an instant little collaboration partnership when you emailed me initially because I have seen you everywhere, lady, and I know it's because you do video. So, and I want people to understand that right away, video is one of the best ways to make yourself visible, but I know that 
with a lot of things in marketing, it's super overwhelming to think, oh, I have to add video to something. So I just want to preface this whole conversation today with everyone listening. You will be able to do video after you listen to this podcast because it's not going to be overly complicated and it's not going to be scary. Right, Tori? No, it's not going to be scary at all. And I'm going to tell you what, most of you guys already have the one tool that you need to get started. Ooh, well, I can't wait to hear more about that. So before we dive into that, can you give us a little bit of background, um, any, the past experience that you have that has landed you into doing what you do and your reason for incorporating video into that? Yeah, so um, I opened up a staging company back in 2009 in the New York City area. Um, and then shortly after that, I, I had a lot of success. I was staging houses um, in Manhattan all the way out to Long Island. And while I loved doing it, I realized, wow, this is a lot of work for one person to do. Between figuring out what was next, uh, I actually got hit with Superstorm Sandy, and that was a storm that took out the first floor of my home. And so I had to take a step back as an entrepreneur and, and refix uh, my house because I worked there and also lived there. And while doing that, I realized, first of all, I was learning so much more on the home industry side and basically building up my home from the ground back up, but also that I wanted to be able to help more people near and far. And so I actually came across of this woman, her name is Adriana Alejandra Costello, and she is an amazing home organizer who has grown leaps and bounds on YouTube and has an organizing course. And she just like, I was like, wow, she has an organizing course. Why don't I do a staging course? So I really was taking video to the next level in my business anyway. And from there, I just, be, I just created more of an online marketing platform for my business first, more of the brick and mortar, you know, client to service relationship in the real world. I guess, that, I guess that's what you would call it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I like that you point out you were really just filling a need in the market. And that's how all these great marketing ideas happen. That's how business success happens, where you're not in it for a get rich quick or get popular quick scheme, but you were actually just trying to, like you said, help more people. And I think that's something that almost everybody listening can resonate with at the end of the day we truly do just want to help people and it sounds like video has really helped give you a platform for spreading that message but there is one big thing that I know everyone listening is questioning and that is how did you find the confidence to start putting yourself on camera well to be honest, I used to be a TV reporter before I was a home stager and a lot of people are like oh well then of course you can do it and I say this story to you because I had to have these confidence and real, you know, real live experiences on TV with thousands and thousands of people watching me. This honestly is not even a quarter of as bad as using video in your business these days. So some of the things that I've done to build confidence and that I think people out there should consider is obviously you want to dress the part. If you are just in sweats and you're feeling frumpy that day, you're not going to be as confident as you would be if you actually put on that dress or that business attire and look amazing. And speaking of appearance, you know, you don't over you don't want to overutilize or underutilize makeup. You want to get your hair done. This is one thing for me. You may see me with curly hair sometimes, but a lot of times I prefer still that straight wavy 
sleek look that I used to use as a TV reporter because I just feel more confident and I feel like inside I feel more pretty when I look like that. You know, when you're starting out, you just... When you start out, you need to start speaking about something that you're passionate about. You need to get more comfortable on camera and really familiarize yourself too with the script or the outline that you're putting together for the video. And this is all going to help you get a little bit more comfortable on camera when you know your talking points and what you're going to be able to say because then it's going to come out a lot more naturally. But I think the biggest boost of confidence you can have is just Practice, guys, makes perfect. You know, so practice as much as you can. Even if you're doing Facebook Lives, there's there's ways to go about it. So it's only it's still private that only you can see it before you push it out into the world. So just practice on the platform that you prefer and then go back and review it. Now that's the hard part for a lot of people because they don't want to take the time to review what they just did on video, but that's how you're gonna get better. That's how you're gonna realize some of your nervous tics that you may have. Uh, maybe you're tapping or swaying or always, always saying um or so. This will actually help you gain more confidence by really critiquing yourself, but also loving yourself. You don't, you don't have to be perfect on camera. It's a message that you, that you have to share and that you put out into the world anyway. I always say this to my clients. People see you, they hear you, they buy from you, and they see your company exactly the way it is in real life. So why not put it to video so the video can start helping you spread your message. It's only a tool. It, it has nothing to do. Don't be scared about it at all. Yeah, I would say video is not some sort of magical device. And I like how you point out you just need to go back and rewatch what you record because I know just being a podcaster, I've had to go back and listen to countless episodes of myself just to get a better interview style or get a better talking style. And I would have this thing where I said so all the time. And that was really, really annoying to listen to. So there is, oh, see, there I did it again. There is <laughs> a lot of value in going back and self-critiquing in a way that is not self-critical. I do know that a lot of us, especially as women, we are very self-critical. We mm -hmm. will sit there and assess the way we're talking, the way we our face moves when we're talking, or the way we're holding our body. And a lot of people can see too, if you're nervous on camera, I mean, does that, does that translate through? Is there a way to mask the nervousness or how do you suggest people conquer the nerves? When you're on camera, the camera picks up everything. What I recommend is either having a good friend behind the camera, or maybe it's a picture of one of your good friends, and just, just act like you're having a normal, natural conversation. And that may calm down the nerves a little bit. Maybe you need to calm up the nerves, right? Maybe you're, you're, you're more of an introvert and shy. Maybe coffee makes you a little bit more peppy, or maybe that one little sip of wine you can drink before you go on camera. So do something that's going to make you feel the most confident you can be before you hit record because the camera picks up on everything. And as I was mentioning too, if you're shy and quiet and more of an introvert, that's going to be um, even more noticeable than if you have like a nervous tick or something, because people are going to be like, well, why is she shying away from the camera? And it's going to, it's going to disrupt the message. That's a good point. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this video is for your audience. And if you're distracting them from your message by being nervous and being jumpy and 
making it obvious that you don't feel good about yourself, then there's really no point to the video. Is it safe to say that the first few videos someone records, if they don't really have any experience whatsoever in video, is it safe to say that they can expect to trash those videos and just chalk it up to experience? Yeah, I mean, you have to give yourself time to practice and you can't be comparing yourself to someone who's been doing videos for years and years and years because it doesn't happen overnight and it takes a lot of time to, you know, to critique and, and figure out what you're actually going to be representing on camera. I would just say don't, you know, don't compare yourself and, and let, give yourself the opportunity to practice and learn from it. Yeah, and there's this quote I really love. I don't know who said it, but it's, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And we tend to do that. We see other videos on social media and think, well, they just randomly picked up their smartphone and they started talking like they were the TV reporter. And, yeah. and that's just not the case. Everyone has to start somewhere. Even with your past experience being a TV reporter, was it weird to start filming videos for your own brand? Well, I still remember the first video I shot, and I actually show this if I'm ever doing a webinar or something like that. Uh, it's still up on YouTube, so if you ever want to go check it out, my YouTube address is youtube.com forward slash stylish stagers. It was basically me talking. I didn't, so this was back in what, 2010 or so? I didn't have, smart, you know, we didn't have smartphones or te the technology that we do today, so I basically used my laptop shot it from my laptop, edited on the software from my laptop because I didn't even have a Mac. So it, it had have been a Windows version of, a, an, of an editing system. Used some PowerPoint presentations and then stuck it up on YouTube. It, there was, I had no microphone, no lighting. Um, it was long. It was kind of boring. But it was my first video. There was value in the content that I was providing. And I think now it has like over 5,000 views or something. So even the videos that you can feel the most self-critical of still have value. And I think that's important to note as well, because when we look at it ourselves on a video and think, oh, this is garbage, that's not necessarily what the viewers are thinking. The fact that that video now has 5,000 views and you still say, well, it's a little bit long, it's a little bit boring, perhaps to you it is, but it looks like other people might not think that way. And that's the most important part. So you're not doing video for you. You're doing video for your audience that we were talking about. And, and you have to be able to provide value and you have to be able to entertain them. So if you do those two things on video, you're golden. It's really similar to what I teach with email marketing where you need to educate, inspire, or entertain. And if you can do all three of those things, great, but at least do one of them. And video is a perfect medium for that from the first video that you uploaded to YouTube to today, so we're talking almost a decade of video experience just for your own brand, how often are you releasing new videos? Um, I release new videos almost once a week. My YouTube strategy is actually going to be changing a little bit. Um, my original channel, I have two channels, so my original channel has over 1 million views, 11,000 subscribers, and that's all organic. I haven't been directing traffic there or anything. So over the next few months, what I'm planning on doing is actually giving this channel back to the staging industry so it becomes a platform for all stagers involved so we can really show the transformations that they're doing, highlighting companies, and really share and educate our industry 
So it does become a real estate so it becomes a real estate standard. So basically you would be allowing other home stagers to upload videos to your channel. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? It's going to be more of TV formatted. I would be the host and then I would be highlighting particular people, uh, potentially even going out and interviewing them um, and showcasing their companies and what they do. I really love that because I can see that you are totally making a hybrid of your current career and your past career being that yeah, reporter. Yeah, I love that. When you're making these videos, are you just putting it on YouTube? Do you put any videos, like do you do Instagram stories or Instagram live, Facebook live? Yes. So I love me some Instagram stories. I'm always, so what I do is I put Instagram stories up and then I'll take that same exact story and put it on my Facebook stories. So there's a lot of times where you can just reuse the content that you're already creating. And that's what I love about video too. It's the perfect medium that, uh, that captures audio that captures uh, visual and it captures text. So you're able to take out all those components and reuse them on all your different social media platforms. I'm a big fan of recycling that marketing content because a lot of people think they have to reinvent the wheel every time, like a brand new video for each platform and using a different topic. And it's like, nobody's got time for that. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times, I mean, it, I mean, I don't really like saying this, but a lot of times people miss it the first time around. So even if you put mm -hmm. it out a few different time at a few different times on a few different days, um, then you're guaranteed that more people will see it. Now I'll tell you this, you can't obviously take a YouTube video and just post it up on Facebook, but you know, both companies, they're frenemies. They don't talk to one another. Um, so as soon as Facebook sees a YouTube link in the feed, it immediately goes down and nobody will see that post. So you want to upload the same video organically in Facebook. Um, and I do Facebook lives. I do IGTV. Now I've been playing with a little bit more because that's another way that you're able to engage on your Instagram feed. Uh, Instagram now wants you to have more of what the carousel posts, the IGTV posts, the stories. It's not about that static image anymore. Yeah, there are so many options popping up for video across all these social platforms. And I, again, I need to remind my audience because they tend to get overwhelmed and think they need to do all the things. You don't need to do all the things, but you should commit to doing at least one of these things and getting yourself out there and getting comfortable with it. Because, Tori, I would assume it's kind of like a natural evolution where if someone is doing IGTV or they're uploading those YouTube videos, then suddenly they're going to be more comfortable uh, doing more, like branching out. Exactly. And I will tell you this. I've actually liked doing more of the live stream or the, or the IGTV and stories and stuff. And what I'll do is I'll, so I'll do a, a Facebook Live and essentially just put it over on IGTV. IGTV caps off at 10 minutes, but I'll just put the important content over there on that channel, again, reusing it. Okay, Tori, so how are you promoting the videos that you create, or are you just relying on organic traffic? Because I know that with the nine years you've been doing this, that is a long time to get some really awesome traffic without paying for it, but are you doing anything behind the scenes, sorry guys, pregnancy brain, to kind of bolster that the market is starting to get flooded right you're going to see more and more people doing video it's becoming harder and harder to get recognized organically on any of these platforms i still do do a lot of organic um things and, be, and to be able to optimize my videos 
Um, and we, we talk about all of that inside the course that I have. But uh, there's a lot of things that you can do that are free that can also help spread the word. So I think obviously, number one, you want to share it on all your social platforms. But again, make sure that you aren't just uploading it on um, YouTube and then sharing it to the rest of the platforms. You need to up, you need to upload the video organically on all the different platforms. So that, that takes what, about five minutes or so. Um, you also want to make sure that your videos are public and that people can actually view them and share them. If they're private, nobody's going to see them. So you may have to uh, look at your privacy settings on some of your platforms. Thumbnails can seriously drive traffic to your video um, because that essentially is the title of your video. So have a compelling thumbnail, make it look fun, make it, make it look like what you're going to be talking about, uh, add titles and uh, little gifts or images to make it stand out amongst the others. Uh, you can also ask people just to share the video. That's a new concept, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Who would have thought that would work? <laughs> just say, hey guys, if you like this, share the video. Um, but I also add my video to my blog posts, to my newsletters. I actually do a weekly email, and so my newest video will be in that weekly email. Um, I play videos at some of the events that I'm speaking at or even in my trade show booths. I'll, I can show some videos in there. Um, and also, if your platform allows you, pin your newest video to the top of your feed and then share it in the groups that are actually going to value the content that you're talking about. So Facebook groups, um, LinkedIn groups, groups like that. Yeah. I mean, these videos are so versatile. Now, when you are creating those thumbnail images, I can hear my listeners right now wanting to know, how are you creating these thumbnails? Is this complicated? Are they going to have a huge learning curve? Do they need a graphic designer? So what is your answer to that? Uh, Canva. Yay, Canva. Free. Yes. Yeah. Love Canva. Okay. So do you mind sharing your step-by-step -step video creation process? Because I, I want to take the mystery out of this. Sure. Um, what I love to do, and you may have heard this before or from other people, is that you really need to batch your content so you're not constantly like, Oh no, it's Wednesday. I, I should have put a video out today. Um, so you want to take a few moments and research what content uh, you want to put in your videos and make sure that it adds value and it makes it worth it. It makes it worth watching. What I do is I, in Google Drive, I basically put out if I want a Wednesday, if I want a video to go out every Wednesday on my YouTube channel, I put every Wednesday. Um, down the column in one column and then I will put what I'm going to be talking about the content and then I can put a little bit of the description about what I'm going to be talking about um, I even have a column for location which I'll talk about in just a second and then it goes on from there but I, I do it all on Google Drive so it's right there it's accessible and I know what video I'm going to be doing next so after you figure out the type of content that you want to create it's important to figure out your call to action in your video. And basically a call to action is just what is the audience member supposed to do next after they watch this video? So should, should they be calling you? Should they go to a website? Should they be opting into something? Um, can you get them to buy something? And that is a call to action. And that's the whole purpose behind your videos anyway. You don't want to just create a video to create a video. 
you want them to be able to engage in your business. So that's an important one that you need to remember. Uh, and this is actually going to help drive traffic to your business. Then what you want to do is obviously decide on a location. You can set up professional equipment if you want to, but you can also just take your phone. Um, I, a lot of times, will use my iPhone now. I have a selfie um, selfie tripod stick and uh, a Lumi case, L-U-M-E-E, -E, and that, uh, that provides light in front of you and also behind you. So no matter which way you are uh, facing on the camera, you'll get enough light to be able to shoot your subject. So, I mean, it's really that simple. Um, and then let's see what's the next step here. So you want to be mindful of your background before you're shooting as well. You know, we are all stagers, designers, uh, we all care about the backgrounds that we're showcasing. So you want to make sure that like, you don't have a lamp coming out of your head or a flower <laughs> or something like that. So just be mindful of your background and also your framing too. If you're framed, if your head is framed too close to the top of the video, it's going to look like you're almost bumping your head. And that's going to make your audience members feel a little bit of pain. So you want to make sure you have, I would say about a quarter inch or so um above your head so it, it so you're filling out the frame and it looks a lot more natural that's just a little shooting tip there i don't know if i've scared more people off but <laughs> well i think that's something to be aware of i mean aside from the background making sure you're not too close or too far away from the camera because when i have fumbled around with video in the past and of course, you're inspiring me to just get back into it, which is the whole point of this episode, to inspire us all. I have made those mistakes where I'm like, I am so far away from the camera, you'd think I was scared of it, or I'm so close that you can count my eyelashes. And we really don't want either of those things. What I, I'd like for you to just tell me one more time, what was the special lighting that you used, the Looney? It's called a Lumi, L-U-M-E-E. -E. Okay. And it's, it's basically a case for your phone. They have um, all different case types, depending on which phone you have. Mm -hmm. um, but it's amazing because no matter which side of the camera you're on, you're, you're, you're able to light your subjects. So it looks, it's almost like the ring light. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is so cool. I will link it in the show notes so that everyone can go check it out. But having those handy little accessories, even for a smartphone, takes away the excuse of, well, I, don't, I can't do video because it requires fancy equipment. And in 2019, we just don't need fancy equipment anymore, it seems. So, exactly. so when you're producing these videos, do you have to spend a lot of time editing or do you choose to spend time editing for special effects? Or what's your process? So a lot of the live streams and stuff like that, obviously you don't have to edit. You may want to, if you want to reuse the content, you may want to put the live stream video into an, edited, an editing system, I should say and um, take out those bigger pauses or when you're just thanking people for watching because you know those people don't need to know about that platform. It usually takes me about a half an hour or so to edit uh, my videos. I already have like the process down and a, a system on how my videos work. Um, so I will put the bumper into the top of my videos and that's just basically your logo um, on video format. Put the title, of who I am and my company name. And then I might put some dissolves in there, which is just being, it's just allowing you to take 
one video clip and another video clip and kind of merge them together so they look seamless and prettier. But other than that, I don't go crazy using a lot of editing, a lot of editing techniques because we weren't allowed to do that as TV reporters. So mm -hmm. yeah. Which I think is good because I have noticed a trend on social media, including YouTube, where people don't necessarily want to see something that's overproduced. They like the real and the raw. Would, would you agree with that? Are you seeing that too? Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. People just don't have, and, and people don't have the time to spend on editing a major piece for it to be out there um, and only being seen for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So how long is your average video? How many minutes? I try to keep my videos on YouTube under the three minute mark. Um, on Facebook, I guess it, on Facebook Live, the norm is usually around 15 minutes. And then uh, IGTV, I usually cap it around that 10 minute mark. Okay. So when you're doing that three minute or less video for YouTube, is there a time estimate? Like, you know, it's going to take this many hours or this many minutes for you to go through outlining, filming, and then doing just some brief little edits and then uploading? I would say it takes about an hour, an hour and a half. And that's just with, you know, putting, putting some clothes on and, and, and throwing your makeup on too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. really not bad at all. And that's a video that once you create it, you can use it forever and in so many different ways. So I don't want someone to hear that it takes an hour and a half to create a three minute video and then run away scared. Like I don't have time for that because it's kind of like when you invest in professional photography of your projects, sure. It's a little bit of an investment up front, but you can use it forever. And it's such a asset to your marketing, such an asset to your business. So when you're creating these videos, and they're three minutes long or they're a live video. I mean, that's a lot of content to be pumping out, even if it's only one a week per platform. So how are you coming up with all these video topics? You have to really listen to what your audience members are asking. When you start doing more videos, ask them what they're looking for. Um, what questions can you answer? What questions are your clients constantly answering. I would say a good place for everyone to start is, is start asking your clients, get, getting those frequently asked questions and putting those on video. Because then what you could do is put those on your website. You can share those in an email, going out to new clients. So you're almost ahead of the question and it makes you look, I researched other topics or maybe I see something amazing in um, an HETV article, and I was like, well, let's, let's bring that to life. Let's bring that to video. How can I do that? Um, so, I mean, there's inspiration everywhere. You just, you have to be able to visualize how you're going to tell the story on camera. I think that would be the hardest part for some people, but we're all creative. So, um, maybe it wouldn't be that hard for your audience. <laughs> I think that if they started doing it, they'd get the hang of it just like when that interior designer took on her very first project or the home stager took on her first project. Of course, it's going to be a little bit intimidating. I mean, anything worth doing is going to scare us just a little bit. It should. But when someone can understand how to speak to their audience and how not to sound scripted, 
then I would imagine um, it's a lot like podcasting. It, it becomes very comfortable and you find yourself relaxing and you find yourself coming up with even more topics just by starting the process. So for the designers and stagers listening, let's say they're brand new to business. They don't have any frequently asked questions from clients because they don't really have clients yet. Is that when you totally recommend going to different sources like HGTV or traditional home or architectural digest to get that inspiration? You can, but I would also say go from within. So get your mess, get your brand message out on a video, get the services that you're going to provide out in the video. Um, put a, put a niche video together. Why are you going to be unique and different? Why should people be, um, hiring you the cost versus the value there's so many just general videos that you need to do as a as a newbie um to get out on camera i mean to get out into the marketplace so people can then get to know like and trust you more it's it's the easiest way let me tell you to get your face out there um i started using video in my business because I didn't like cold calling. I didn't like selling my services. And I did that through the power of video. And I basically had people calling me or saying, hey, I just saw um, this transformation that you did on this home. Can you do it in my home now? Um, so I made video work for me as my sales tool. That is really inspiring to know that people can just start practically and get results just from doing that. So if you were sharing a home transformation, I mean, that's basically, you were sharing your portfolio in a video, essentially. Yeah. That is so not rocket science, but the proof that it works can't be denied. And uh, so, so guys, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know about this, like this just seems like it's beyond me or I'm too old for this because I hear that excuse a lot from my listeners. They, they think there's an age cutoff where suddenly you can't do video anymore or you look a certain way, you can't do video. Or uh, if you take on a certain type of project, it's, you don't think it's good enough for camera, you can't do video. Is there anything that you would say to these people who have a lot of these um, hangups or excuses for not doing video? Listen, we mentioned early on, I'm a New Yorker, right? <laughs> so I'm just going to say, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. As I, as I mentioned before, you know, people see you and hear you and buy from you every day. And it's a shame if you wouldn't use this valuable tool to help market your brand and your message more. Yeah. And that's why I keep going back to this because I do think that we need to get out of our own way when it comes to marketing because there was even a time for me where putting up a selfie or any sort of photo of myself was like super awkward and it just, but that was my own issue. Like that was an issue with my inner critic and I know that the inner critic likes to come out anytime any of us try to do something big or different or improve our businesses and we have to remember that we can call the shots we can choose to get over it get over whatever hurdles are in our way and telling us that we shouldn't be doing this so I like that you are just so blunt and to the point That's what, <laughs> this is why I love New Yorkers but okay so with all the different ways that you can generate video topics, what are you personally focusing on right now as far as topics in your videos? So my, 
topics are starting to vary a little bit because I have these two uh, business entities. I still am really passionate about the home industry, um, staging and getting the message out and being able to educate the public about the importance of our industry. Um, I also blog and have you know the two YouTube channels that focus on home industry related stuff. So I do. I still do a lot of um, how tos and um, DIYs and and things like that. As in terms of relating to home, I am also starting to segue now because I, I am teaching more entrepreneurs how to use video in their business, and so. In order to practice what I pe preach over there, I need to start doing more videos about that process and how to market um, your business and become more visible. So, so you're really a, oh, go ahead. No, so that's I mean that's just another sector of my business that I that I'm going to start working on as well. So you're really focusing on multiple ideal clients, multiple demographics, and whereas I would say the average home stager or interior designer, they really just have one demographic to focus on and that's a lot less work so what you're doing is kind of insane when you really break it down and you think about all the different types of people you're reaching and the different content that each of those groups need and the content that you just keep pumping out so in light of this I mean obviously you're a businesswoman and if it wasn't working for you you wouldn't still be doing video so I'm curious to know what type of return have you gotten from video marketing and like, what, how has that changed your business or what does that look like for you? So as I mentioned, I started using video in my business because it was an easy way for me to get my message out there about my staging company. Um, and I just did it consistently. And in doing that, I've become this video queen in the staging industry now. Everybody comes to me when, it, when they have a question about video. Um, my business has easily doubled using video. Um, I've gotten featured as, I've gotten a featured writing position uh, at, in US News and World Report a few years back and I did that for over a year. Um, Allstate Insurance found me on YouTube and a few other reputable um, companies and they actually pay for me to create home staging videos for their real estate platforms. So, um, and I get paid for that. So it's pretty amazing. I also became a, a speaker based on my video skills. And um, so I think my first speaking gig was back in 2015 at the Real Estate Staging Conference. And it was on video and I was teaching people the importance of starting to use video back then. And just last summer, um, I got paid to travel to Australia to speak at a staging symposium over there about video. So it's kind of just morphed into a whole new world. That's some insane ROI right there. I mean, I'm that's really impressive. And I'm just fangirling it over here because I know like, it must feel so good to know that you made that leap and you stayed consistent and it paid off. Like That sense of accomplishment has to be amazing. It, it really is. Um, and I've actually been able to use video too on you know, to create these online courses to be able to help more people. And so that's just another way to be using video in your business. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about your online courses because I know that it looks like you have more than one. And there's one in particular that I think my listeners could really benefit from. And that is your video visibility course. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're teaching people in that? Right. So 
first of all, I usually have people take um, a how visible are you quiz. And by the end of it, they're like, wow, I thought I was visible, but maybe I'm not that visible. And that's what this video class is supposed to teach you. It's, it teaches you how to overcome uh, tech clutter to focus your message and provide continuous communication to your clients. Uh, it helps you create brand exposure, uh, creating that no like, and trust factor that I was talking to you about. It helps you boost your confidence, uh, conquer your fears, and become more effective on camera. That's in the first module. Um, we also build a consistent plan that creates video content to use and reuse. I, I'm, 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 an, I'm an advocate about reusing um, content that you're creating because you can get drained and, and burnt out if you are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And then um, we also help you prime your prospects before you meet them by using our video strategy to grow your revenue nearly 50% faster. That is awesome. Now, with growing your revenue 50% faster, I mean, are those results that your course members have actually like been getting because that's insane. Yeah, I mean, so I've had people basically, you know, they would just need a step-by-step -step consistent system. So I've had people that have been using video in their business, but they just haven't been using it right. I've also had people um, inside the course that have never used video that are completely scared of it, but know that they need to be doing it. I've also had, um, I've had people who are brand new to their businesses and know that this is, this could be an amazing marketing tool for them. So, um, you know, I've had people who say they need a step-by-step -step consistent system that helps, you know, them build their community. And so we help them provide a, a content calendar strategy to optimize every video, um, a Facebook live checklist, SEO tricks to boost your YouTube channel. I just did this on one of my past clients channel. He had, I want to say he had like, I think he was just under 50 50 subscribers and now he's close to a thousand and that that was only in a few months wow oh my goodness so there i know that there is a trick to when you upload a video to youtube the certain different tags you put on it how you name the video um, the description of the video so you're saying that your course includes all of that as well exactly okay yep. that's awesome those insider tricks are priceless and if you have great content, but you don't have that SEO strategy to back it up, or you don't understand how the YouTube algorithm works, then some of your best content really isn't getting the views that it deserves. That, that's what I'm hearing. Would you agree with that? Yes, because again, because there's so much more competition out there and um, so many more people doing it, you need to be specifically targeting your audience um, and using the keywords and hashtags and things in order in order for the platform to know where to put the video. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me how across all these different marketing platforms, it always comes back to your target client speaking directly to them. It comes back to understanding how SEO works, how an algorithm works. And there is a lot to know, but once you can understand it for one platform, let's say like the Facebook algorithm, then you can start to understand the algorithm for any other social platform out there and it becomes a lot less intimidating. So if people are already posting on Facebook and posting on Instagram, 
would you say that there is a huge learning curve when it comes to setting up a YouTube account and uploading that first video? No, there, I mean, there really isn't. And we show you exactly how to optimize your channel from the very beginning. Um, but inside the course too, we also have Facebook live training and Instagram video training as well. Okay. So, so I think those are two specific platforms that need to be looked at too. If that's where your audience is, you don't necessarily have to bring them to YouTube to succeed. I would say though, um, YouTube is the second largest search engine behind Google and Google owns YouTube. So that's why YouTube is still an important player in this whole entire process. Such a good point. Yes, because it's interesting how there are different platforms out there that at face value, they look like social platforms, but they're actually search engines. And I know that Pinterest is that way as well. And it's great for website traffic. So it's just interesting to know that that's truly how YouTube operates. So you basically get to feed information about yourself, your businesses, and who you want to serve directly into the mouth of Google, essentially. I mean, it makes it sound like being on YouTube consistently is a no-brainer, and it might actually be a business mistake not to do it. Exactly. And I would say this, too, in regards to Pinterest they're getting on the video bandwagon as well. So um, that's another place where you can put your um, videos from, from YouTube and the other videos that you're creating. Oh, this makes me so excited. I don't know. Like you just use this content over and over again and have it consistently working for you as a business owner, even when you aren't working. And that's ultimately what we want. You know, we don't want to have to spend all these hours on marketing and have it only working for us when we are present. I think that is an old school way of marketing. And that's how it had to be done, say, 20, 30 years ago when we did not have this technology. We did not have this ability to suddenly become a real person to hundreds or thousands of people whether they're in our local area or they're not. And I say that because I do have a lot of people who also offer e-design on top of traditional design or traditional staging. So yeah. don't think that if you only serve a certain demographic and a certain geographic location, don't think that video won't work for you. Uh, are there any, is there anything that someone should do differently with video if they are just serving a certain geographic location? Um, so what you would do is just like you would doing SEO for your website or anything else, you want to be able to use that location along with your keyword. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. So like website SEO is something we talk about a lot on the podcast. And uh, guys, if you don't know how SEO works, you need to get familiar with it because clearly it's an issue, uh, an important issue to understand in all facets of your marketing. And as far as the video visibility course that you offer, Tori, I think I need to take this course. I am not even joking. I think this would, this would help me not reinvent the wheel when it comes to video. So I'm really glad that I was able to learn more about it today. And this is me being like purely selfish because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm always looking for opportunity and video is an opportunity. So if someone else besides me wants to sign up, how do they do that? So you can go to videovisibilitycourse.com and I actually have um, a special offer for your listeners. Yeah, right. go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I have 15% off for uh, the video course when you use VV Social Light 15 and um, 
I would love for you guys to come and be members of the course. You're going to learn so much from getting over some of the video mistakes that I made as a, as a real reporter to gaining confidence, to um, building your content library, learning those filming and editing techniques that you need to do, and actually putting your entire video strategy together so you're creating that consistent brand message. Um, and like I mentioned, we, we do talk about strategy when it comes to YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm about to be putting um, more platforms on there, including LinkedIn, because that's a big one. If you guys are B2B at all, you need to be utilizing video on LinkedIn um, and IGTV. So those are some of the ones that I'm working on. Um, but this, this course is really for anyone who has a, that has a business, has a message, and needs to get it out to more people. Mm -hmm. And that would be like 100% of everyone listening. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Because we all have that message, even if we think we don't have anything unique to say, we do. We absolutely do. And, okay, I'm going to put that promo code in the show notes so that everyone can grab it. And I also want to know, so when I sign up for this course, if I have any questions or I'm making my first few videos and I need some feedback or some input, is that something that you provide to your students? Yeah, so I am not one of those people that just, will give you a course and leave you alone. I definitely try and stay on top of you because I want to be able to motivate you and inspire you into this process because you're going to be making it a habit. And just like any other habit, you need to get, um, you need to get consistent about it. So we have weekly Q and a calls inside of our private Facebook group. This is another way to where people can put their videos uh, into a group, get feedback, get, you know, start to feel more confident about it before you're actually putting your message out into the world, um, which has become invaluable for so many of my clients because um, they, they're scared just like you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have that. Um, I, we drip out the content, too, so you're not getting it uh, all at once. As soon as you sign up, you are able to start module one and then – once a week for the next six weeks, you'll get a new lesson uh, to start implementing. I think the best part of this too, I love this course because it gives you the worksheet that you can apply what I'm teaching you online, um, but it also allows you to listen to uh, the teaching, the recording in e an MP3 format. So even if you're on the go or you're out on a staging or design project, you can at least listen to um, the bulk of the the message and then go back and apply it into your business. Oh, I love it because as someone who is constantly on the go, I tend to listen to things. So that would be so helpful. All right. So you're not going to leave us hanging. You're not going to overwhelm us. So everybody go to videovisibilitycourse.com and make sure you use the promo code VVSocialite15 and just, just do this. Do this for yourself. Do this for your business because it's not going to bring anything but good things. Good things, good publicity, and will help you become more confident. And we all need that in business, in marketing, especially as women. 
So Tori, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, if you have any questions, I will have all of Tori's contact info and links to her social media and her YouTube account in the show notes. So don't hesitate, reach out to her, reach out to me. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.